0: The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com streaming. netsuite.com streaming.
1: All right. Welcome to the second in studio edition of Love It or Leave It because I got food poisoning on a night with two book shows. Uh, We are joined by Keep It's, Louis Vertel.
2: John, thank you for wearing your usual Pete Davidson drag for me.
1: Guys, everybody give it up for Louis Fertel. Thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> comedian, friend of the pod, author of the new book, My Life is a Goddess. Please welcome back to the show, Guy Branham.
3: John, I'm I'm very enthusiastic about your slow evolution of this show into Watch What Happens Live. For politics. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> She's a writer, comedian, YouTuber, and very good friend of Crooked Media. Please welcome back, Akilah Hughes.
4: Thanks, Thanks John.
1: Now, a little bit of housekeeping. You can get tickets right now for next week's Love It or Leave It at the Improv, October 4th. It is the last show I'm going to be hosting for a month because we're going to head out on the road for the HBO show. But we have a very special announcement. Guy Branham, Aaron Ryan will be guest hosting for Love It or Leave It specials at the Improv. We may have to call it Branham or Burnham. <laughs> or, um, Ryan or... Ru- <laughs> but they're going to be great and it's going to be awesome. Guy, are you excited?
3: I, I'm very excited. I love the idea that Aaron Gloria Ryan is the emergency replacement, John Lovett, and I am the emergency replacement, Aaron Gloria Ryan. <laughs> <That's> like, <good. laughs> when two systems have failed, there's me. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> Let's get into it. What a week. You know what? Don't applaud. <laughs> because shitty week. it is, this was a bad week. We're recording this Thursday night, moments after the conclusion of one of the most disgraceful spectacles that I've ever seen in the Senate. I was about to say one of the most disgraceful spectacles in the history of the Senate, but a man beat up another man because of slavery once. (laughs) A little bit worse.
4: (laughs) Just slightly, but like only a little.
1: And like that guy got beaten up to like within an inch of his life. (laughs) So definitely in the pantheon of disgusting Senate spectacles, but we won't rank it. On Thursday morning... Christine blasey Ford testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee about the sexual assault she's alleged to have happened in 1982 at the hands of Trump Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Dr. Ford is one of three women accusing Kavanaugh of sexual assault and misconduct, but she was the only one allowed to testify. She began the testimony with an emotional and powerful opening statement in which she detailed how Brett Kavanaugh and his friend Mark Judge attacked her at a house party when she was 15 years old. I am here today not because I want to be. I am terrified, she said. I'm here because I believe it is my civic duty to tell you what happened to me. After her opening statement, blasey Answered questions from the committee, the Republican members deferred to Rachel Mitchell, a veteran prosecutor from Maricopa County. Yes, Sheriff Arpayo's Maricopa County, who they hired to ask their questions in five minute increments. Here are the key things we learned from Dr. Ford. One, she recalls with 100 percent certainty that the person who attacked her was Brett Kavanaugh, despite a last ditch effort by Senate Judiciary Republicans and their allies to claim it was some kind of a doppelganger, uh, which blew up in their faces. But they continued to at least up in at least hint at today. Uh, Two, she requested that her charge against Kavanaugh be investigated by Congress and the White House before Trump nominated Kavanaugh in hopes that he would not be selected. She repeatedly referred to the fact that there were other equally qualified people. Certainly a dig at the Senate Republicans who have stuck by Kavanaugh and claim that this was some kind of a dirty trick. Three, she requested that the FBI follow up on her allegations, particularly with Mark Judge, Kavanaugh's friend, who was in the room and who she believes recalls the attack. Kavanaugh followed with an opening statement. His tone of demeanor was angry and uh, defensive. He outright denied that he ever attacked or touched Dr. Ford. He denied the other allegations women have made against him, calling them a joke and a farce. He accused committee Democrats and executors of a coordinated attack on him as revenge on behalf of the Clintons. I just want to pause there. <coughs> And note that <laughs> nobody is motivated at getting revenge on behalf of the Clintons. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Real. Nobody. This is not like Diane Feinstein wakes up every day thinking to herself, I got to get them back for what they did to Hillary. <laughs> nobody, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. The Clintons are off doing Clinton stuff. Nobody's mad for them. It's just something that was bothering me. Uh, he repeatedly, uh, Kavanaugh repeatedly raised his voice and avoided directly answering questions from Senate Democrats. Then he froze when asked whether the FBI should reopen his background investigation to clear his name. Did you all watch this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. mean, it was
4: impossible not to.
1: Akila, what did you think of Dr. Blasey Ford's testimony and how she handled herself over nearly four hours?
4: Heroic. I think every woman I've ever met has stories that are uncomfortable, painful, and to have to do that, clearly on national television, everyone's watching. It's all of the trending topics on Twitter. It's everything on Instagram. It's everything that anybody's talking about. And, you know, there are people who are committed to not believing it regardless. Like, it could be, like, videotape the night of with, like, somebody holding like a newspaper and people would you know commit to not believing her. You know, it's a shame that she even had to. And so watching it was very painful.
1: Yeah. I mean, Lewis, one thing that was fascinating about this is it seems as though the Senate Republicans, if they've learned anything from Anita Hill, it is not to put women on the committee, but it is to make sure you are not the ones asking the questions and to have a woman stand in your place to ask those questions. And one other thing that was fascinating to me is they clearly made a choice to try and not directly attack her credibility, saying, we believe you, but we somehow also believe Brett Kavanaugh. What did you make of the hearings? Um,
2: Well, something that I thought was specifically interesting was when Kavanaugh was being interrogated, how often they brought up his reputation and how much they kept apologizing to his family specifically and then I'll call it begrudgingly adding and we're sorry to Ford's family too like as an afterthought which is I mean sorry to use a word we throw around and keep it but it feels shady you know what I'm (laughs) saying it's like it sets a tone for but we're really sorry about this person, and we're just saying this because we have to. It has that feeling of obligation to it. I have to say, as devastating as I thought her testimony was, something that was like a weird perk of her being a psychology professor was hearing her reference things like the hippocampus yeah. and talking about what she remembers and what she doesn't remember. It's just she's like, You're gonna put me in the most uncomfortable position of my life, and I'm gonna take you on a magic carpet ride through the fucking brain. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm here what to educate you. Were today. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So in a way, it was almost like she was super heroically prepared
1: in a way for it. Yeah, Guy, what do you think?
3: It was really interesting listening to somebody who understands so intimately how the brain works in the first half of the day and then somebody who really intimately understands how the law works in the second half of the day. And they're very sort of like different approaches to questions of memory and fact – One thing I I was a little sad they didn't bring up in the questioning of Kavanaugh was the fact that he had played the legal game of I do not recall with so many things like whether Kaczynski sent him like inappropriate emails and stuff like that. And I really wish somebody had been like, hey, buddy, you tell us you have perfect memory and then you played the game of I do not recall so many times when we were asking you questions before. What's the deal? I did come away with one clear message, though. Brett Kavanaugh was on the track team. He brought (laughs) it up, like, I think like four times. The way that like, he just kept saying like, how can you question my honesty? Yeah, I was was working out with Skippy.
2: (laughs) There was somebody named Tobin and he is ripped. That (laughs) is what I got from this.
4: Yeah, Yeah, it was. (laughs) Choked up too about like, just remembering the quarterback. <laughs> I'm like, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot here, but never uh, never sympathetic in the right places.
1: I was a bit frustrated because I think there was a lot of people sort of judging on style points. I think there were rightly a lot of people watching Dr. Blasey Ford speak were remarking about how vulnerable and credible she seemed. But I was frustrated by people pointing out that Kavanaugh's anger didn't work. Did it work? Because I don't care. I I just—I don't care. If he believes what he's saying is true, he'd be angry. If he wants to believe what he's saying it's true, he'd be angry. And if he's lying, he'd pretend to be angry. When you look at that calendar and you see Beach Week, when you, you hear him talk about his life, you do feel like you're listening to somebody recount an idyllic version of childhood that he seems at least to want to believe to have been true, that how could I have been this person? When this was who I was. I was a choir boy. I was a person who studied and was on all the teams. I organized the trips. I had a great childhood. I was good. I am a good person. Yeah. And I, I found myself thinking, I don't even know if Brett Kavanaugh knows or could admit to himself now if these things were true that they'd happened.
3: He sort of sidelong referenced the fact that he identified everything he was doing as – Good clean fun 1982 style. But the thing is, is like he referenced the movies that were coming out at that time. You look at good clean boys fun nineteen eighty-two style, Bye. most of like there are a lot of sex crimes in all of our beloved oh, yeah. sex comedy.
2: Zapped with Scott Bayo, yeah. I do not recommend it. Literally zapping the clothes off women. I know that's the correct year, too. And,
1: and <laughs> we're gonna get to that actually in a game today. But you see someone who is so indignant during that hearing, and then you look at what the actions have been of his team his allies in the Senate. We have not had the FBI investigation continue since these allegations came out. There was no testimony from Mark Judge or the people Dr. Ford told. There was no testimony from experts to validate what she was saying about her experience. This was not an effort to get at the truth. One
3: thing I do think is fascinating is this question, and you probably have one to get to, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping no. ahead. But like, that Rachel Mitchell disappeared. Well, yeah, where is she? Did she get her Hogwarts letter? <laughs> like, <laughs> is um... she a real person even? <laughs> but like the fact that those Republicans realized two questioners in, if she just keeps calmly asking him questions about what happened, this ain't gonna look good. Mm-hmm. So they had to turn it into like fighting time.
4: The whole thing was very combative and to your point where it's like, I don't necessarily care if he comes in angry. There are lots of reasons to be angry. I was angry watching it. I felt like The ability to decide this is a partisan issue and I don't care what your questions are, even if they're completely valid, even if they're completely objective in this case, it made me realize that like clearly, you know, when he says he could be an independent judge and he's not like so far right leaning, it's like (laughs) clearly that's not true. Yeah. (laughs) You hate Democrats. Like, You (laughs) want us to die. It's pretty clear.
1: It was combative. I thought Cory Booker, Senator Harris, Senator Durbin, even Patrick Lay, I think some of them did a great job. I was very frustrated for a lot of that hearing because- you know, this question about the yearbook, the question about his high school drinking, these aren't about—these are trivial things, but they, they're they about his credibility. I mean, just today, he clearly lied when he said that his yearbook referencing the Renate alumnus mm-hmm. uh, was meant to be kind. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, she right. didn't believe that. I mean, her response was like, that's bullshit. It was, And clearly it was bullshit. It was clearly a— insulting joke he invented a drinking game called the devil's triangle (laughs) which comically he couldn't explain because of course it is not a drinking game he did not mean that and shout out to the republicans on the hill trying to edit the wikipedia page (laughs) to invent a drinking game (laughs) called devil's triangle yeah
4: you know what they say is, if somebody looks guilty, like they are, and it's, you know, I Wait, just don't... that's not what they say. Someone says that. No one says that. No one says that. Let's yeah. take it back. I feel like <laughs> if you know, if somebody is doing some, like if if your defense is just you making up lies then of course you look guilty which is not a saying either yeah. <laughs> in well, my offense but it's well, just like I feel like they're you know if you don't want to look guilty maybe don't make stuff up maybe don't hire people to make it look like these things exist when they clearly don't. Well
1: maybe also the brazenness of his lies repeatedly lying about drinking the idea that he was an non- excessive drinker the idea that he didn't drink to the point where he could remember things it is belied by what has been written about him is belied by his previous testimony and the defense
2: screaming at Klobuchar like uh, but don't you
1: drink sometimes also though? Right.
4: (laughs) It's not a problem, but I I can stop whatever I want.
1: (laughs) He cannot now say, actually, I did drink to excess, and there may have been times I blacked out. He can't admit that because it leaves open the possibility that this happened and he doesn't remember it. He can't admit that what he said about the person in his yearbook was insulting. He has to say, you're the one making it insulting, but I apologize anyway. So he's now painted himself into a corner and therefore painted the Senate Republicans into a corner where they can either basically go along with him or go along with her. They can't simply take themselves out of it, it's
3: become a kind of Manichean choice. He's opened himself up to so many kinds of impeachments. The assertion of virginity until well past high school, the drinking stuff that like Cornyn immediately after was saying like, well, we have to get him confirmed or else like accusers are going to keep coming. And it's like, <laughs> yes, that's why you <laughs> should not confirm him. Yeah. But uh, my favorite part of his testimony is that he kept saying the witnesses who were there about a thing he says didn't happen.
4: Yeah. I was literally like, that's insane. That's an insane thing to say. Like the witnesses agree that it didn't happen. I'm like, are they witnesses then? (laughs) Like, do you know what that word means? Yes. You can't
1: ask that. Well, yeah. That's another good example. And worth mentioning, he kept saying, they said it didn't happen. They said it didn't happen. No, they haven't.
5: Yeah. No, they haven't.
1: In fact, Mark judge in his statements previously refused pointedly to say this didn't happen, but had to say, I didn't recall. And this is somebody who wrote a book about being a heavy drinker who often blacked out. That is a specific choice. It is not denying it to refuse to say it didn't happen and instead say, I don't remember this
3: happening. They don't want Mark Judge under oath, not because of what he will say, but because of what he will invoke. Mm -hmm. Like the minute he is under oath, he is going to Fifth Amendment his way out of things. And that's going to look really, really rough for them. Did you
2: not think it was fun just every time he invoked... The image of a woman in his life to defend himself. Every single one was more obnoxious than the first of all. I don't know if you know this. He has a mother, which blew my mind. Yeah, right? yeah. I thought he was it really alien. puts it into perspective when you think about it. The the way he talked about his daughter as like being like a kind of wise child who tells him to pray for her. It's just like the facade that he is, uh, you know, really considering the needs of women because he has listened to his daughter one time. Just all these things <laughs> that have the implications of see all women are the same. If I treated one one way, I clearly would have treated them all the same way. Yes. Also,
4: wait to that point, he also said at one point that you know he has a close friend who was a sexual assault survivor who confided in him in her 30s but uh, one of the lines that the republicans keep trotting out is that why would somebody come forward so many years later and i'm like you're you just told us that you have a friend who came forward years later so that's not a thing it's also
1: (laughs) it's such a deeper pathology inside of the republican party especially that committee we just had a republican speaker of the house convicted for abusing boys he served for decades, and we didn't know that. He was Speaker of the House for a long time, and we didn't know that. We were in the middle of a Catholic Church scandal, which took half a century to come out. We just saw an Olympic doctor who was abusing 100 people. It took a long time for it to come out. We're in the middle of a reckoning about all this abuse that took a long time to come out. I sincerely believe that they don't see it. Not that they don't know it happened, not that they're not aware of the stories, mm-hmm. but they don't allow it into their worldview. Because allowing it into your worldview means recognizing that not only is this a big problem for women, but by definition, if it's a big problem for women, it means it's a big problem for men and that there are a lot of men walking around with fucking secrets. And they simply cannot allow that into their sense of how to approach a problem like that. It just cannot be a big enough deal to change the way they see the world. That's real.
2: And that I, men routinely spend a lot of their time protecting each other. You know, I thought we saw that today. The amount, again, the amount of times we saw people like d- rigorously defending his reputation as if only so-called bad people are the ones doing these things. You know, these phantoms out there, and not just people you would meet every day who you know want want to be politicians, whatever, public people.
3: Uh, right. The the notion like uh, that rapists commit rape, men yes. don't commit rape, yeah. and I think it does require us to be honest to move forward from this stuff. It does require going back and looking at the things that we all accepted as boys will be boys Mm -hmm. um, before we can change them. Kavanaugh is such an interesting portrait of this person who participated in conventional white, upper-class heterosexuality Mm -hmm. that involved groping some ladies, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then you turn into a respectable person at some point in time at Yale Law School, uh, and then you get the lady you're going to respect, and you pretend that none of the stuff before happened, except for your time on the track team. You'll always have that.
4: (laughs) And you'll always remember that. I mean, just to go off of that point, uh, something that keeps coming up in, in, on the online discourse, I guess, is that, you know, so what if this happened when you were in high school? So what? You know, that's that was a thing and you grew out of that. That's not a reflection on your character today, which is an admission, a blind admission that you don't necessarily think that sexual assault is a bad thing, that that's just a growing pain that people get over. And, you know, when you refer to it as a horrible thing that follows women for the rest of their lives or men, anybody who's affected by it, it's really frustrating because they don't believe that it affects the man like it doesn't reflect on them you know what i'm saying like it's yeah it's it's just weird that it's not your personality that is part of the problem (laughs) it's just a thing you did one time and it's like no like that's you like you are the choices you make
1: yeah katie jam baker who's written about this for a long time and who was writing about this issue before we were talking about as much as we are now i'm gonna paraphrase it because actually it was in a piece that she wrote a while back, but she said that often, especially on college campuses, sexual assault is treated as a crime without a criminal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we had here today. They treated it as a crime without a criminal. We believe Dr. Ford, but we believe Brett Kavanaugh. By the end of the day, I was feeling like so sad because I felt like we heard her speak and it it felt like she won, right? And it's, to call it winning, but it felt like she'd won because it was undeniable. And there was something about the way the hearing went in the afternoon, in part because a lot of Democratic senators are not good on their feet and gave fucking speeches, yeah. that I walked away from that thinking, we didn't get at the truth here. We didn't get at the truth here, which is, I don't care what this guy was willing to admit. Can we at least talk about the fact that it is possible for someone to lead this life while either not admitting to himself and others that he made this mistakes? So that people can be different when they're drunk and when they're sober, that people can do shit when they're young? in a culture that didn't tell them how bad it was, even though they knew it was wrong at the time. It was never honest. We never got to the truth. Whether or not you believe him or not, we never got to the heart of it, which is of course this shit
3: went on. It is so brave, all of the people who are coming forward, because for such a long time, we saw this as being abstracted villains and like abstracted victims. And people who have come forward to talk about the whole idea of Me Too, of it being an integrated part of a life, like when people like Padma Lakshmi come forward and say, I could avoid talking about this, and all you would think about is how pretty I am and how much you would like to judge an episode of Top Chef. Um, But she says, like, (laughs) this is part of my experience so that we start integrating these things, but we just aren't anywhere close to being able to do that when it comes to, frankly, our failure as a culture to acculturate boys, to a responsible understanding of women as human beings. yeah,
2: And I feel like watching today, we, we saw a bunch of men basically be like, but you know it's like too much work to basically go go into the nitty gritty on this and hold this man accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: What I think has been frustrating and hard to watch is that there's never been an apology of just like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Mm-hmm. Because like, Or you believe that that happened to you. Even if he can't admit it, the fact that this is a reality for so many people is horrendous. And the discussion I'm having with all of my girlfriends is like, how much better would you have felt if somebody who had just reached out, if you would ever approach them, or if they just knew, had just said, like, it's fucked up what I did to you. But there's, we're never going to get that because, you know, the whole process is it's impossible that this person is bad, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. is everybody is capable of something terrible. Why are we supposed to believe that this potential Supreme Court justice has never done a bad thing in his life. Like, that's not the farce?
2: His whole demeanor to me seemed to be like, this shouldn't happen to me, this kind of person. He's the real victim, you guys. Yeah, think about the men, but what about the men? Which, that's not interpretation that was said a couple of times. Lindsey Graham said that. I mean,
1: just a quick, fuck you to Lindsey Graham. (laughs) And the Tony he's going to win for that performance. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I suppose if there's something positive that came out of this, it is the fact that everybody was watching this, and whether kavanaugh gets out of committee and onto the supreme court or not i think this was eye-opening for a lot of women and i think men watching it yeah so uh you know (laughs) they may vote for this guy but they do so at their peril uh when we come back okay stop
0: hey don't go anywhere there's more of love it or leave it coming up
1: All right, guys. That was extraordinarily heavy, and thank you all for being here for this conversation because today was terrible. But that's not the only thing that's been happening this week. Donald Trump likes to put on a show, not a show like Hamilton, <laughs> more a show like that Spider-Man musical where the Spider-Man where the <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. kept falling out of the sky <laughs> yeah. and they had to keep replacing Spider-Mans because Spider-Mans were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bono wrote a song and then disavowed it. Uh, Let's take a look at Trump's press conference from Wednesday and see how he did.
6: Are you at all concerned at the message that is being sent to the women who are watching this when you use language like
1: job in relation oh, to I, allegations I th- of the sexual I've used much worse assaults. language in my life than... Okay, stop.
6: He has. job. <laughs> <laughs> That's like probably the nicest phrase I've ever used. I mean, job. It is. It's a job. You know, confidence—it's a confidence job, but they
4: should—they okay. did the we same thing. Here's one of my biggest—I mean, that's not true. I have so many problems with Donald Trump, but one of the biggest problems with Donald Trump is that he's never ever saying anything. He's <laughs> no. literally—he just said "con job" 40 times just so it would be in the news cycle. It's not even a good soundbite. It's not even good. Why did he keep saying it?
3: He's just, you're the puppeting again. Like, this guy who ran a con job on America is accusing (laughs) uh, these poor women of, of con jobs. And it was so scary to see in Brett Kavanaugh's day that same kind of, like, pugnacious throw accusations around, like, kind of attitude. Well,
1: it's also worth remembering that a lot of what Kavanaugh did in his opening statement was a performance for an audience of one, which yeah. is why he said, my reputation, because there's nothing more important to Donald Trump than the reputation of a white man yeah. in Wait, power.
4: before you start it, though, to that point, I don't think Donald Trump would have liked those crocodile tears. I feel like that would have been like, come on, man, don't cry about the quarterback.
1: <laughs> I
4: just think he, w- he wouldn't he would have liked that.
1: He definitely does not respect male tears. <laughs>
4: same with the russia That's
1: investigation true.
6: they con- they tried to convince people that i had something to do with russia there was no collusion think of it
4: Wait, okay stop um, did she ask anything about that
2: no, no okay he actually asked about she asked about women in particular <laughs> and he jumped to russia which is really impressive and by impressive i mean Uh, Just the amount of, somebody was telling me, I wish I could quote who this was, the amount of superlatives in what he says without even really a subject to a sentence. (laughs) Grammatically, I'm attacking this now and I'm coming up
1: with question mark. Yeah, no, his his presidency is one long dependent clause.
6: Um, (laughs) I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Michigan. I say, gee, we're not doing well. I won both those states. We're not doing well.
4: All I have to say is, okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: let me call the Russians to help. Does anybody really believe that? Okay, it's stop. A-
5: mm-hmm. uh-huh.
1: No one believes that. No one thinks that he was doing poorly in Michigan, Wisconsin, and called them in. Yeah. It's that you had a meeting at Trump Tower, as has been
3: reported.
4: And also very clearly on tape saying, hey, I wish they would mm-hmm. hack Hillary. <laughs> 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 I mean, that video exists. So, yeah, we believe the truth. Sorry.
3: Also, he doesn't recall any of this happening, and all of the witnesses who were there say it didn't happen. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Con job. In one case, they say, he's a fascist, he's taking over the government, he's the most powerful president ever, he's a horrible okay, human stop. being. Okay,
2: stop, excuse me, just at least put only insults in order he just threw it by the, he's a fascist he's the best
6: you know, what? well which is that he's
1: too handsome the ombre really works
6: right yeah needs an emmy he wants yeah. to take over the entire government and he's going to do it we can't stop him that didn't work the next week he said uh he's incompetent i said well wait a minute in one case i'm taking over the world and in the other case he's incompetent okay stop
4: yep <laughs> <laughs> he's incompetent at taking over the world it's all bad
3: yeah no one ever said all of those dictators throughout history were like super efficient and great they generally like drove their countries into a wall in the process of trying to like subvert government but we'll see we've got another three or four years also,
1: also the whole thing is you gotta nip fascism in the bud mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they tried that for
6: a week that didn't work these are very
1: dishonest people. Yesterday, you were talking about your administration's
4: accomplishments at the United Nations, and a lot of the leaders laughed. Why do you think they were Well, that's laughing? fake news. And what was that experience yeah, like? Fake okay, news. stop. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the video exists. We all laughed. Mm-hmm. I laughed at the video of people laughing, so <laughs> you cannot tell us it didn't happen.
2: You put up
1: a reaction video of you laughing at a laughing <laughs> exactly. video uh, on your <laughs> YouTube channel. Man, that is—it's just nice and a terrible week to remember that— Donald Trump sees the world in terms of bully and humiliated victim and there's nothing worse to him than being laughed at. It is the worst thing that could happen to a person.
2: Well, isn't he our president? Because Obama made jokes about him at that one White shut House Shut up, yes. Liz. <laughs> and then people laughed. <laughs> How about you shut the fuck up?
1: Guy, were you going to say something? I'm going to go to a different no. white gay man. <laughs> <laughs> we have so
3: many options.
6: <laughs> and it was covered that way. Okay. They weren't laughing at
1: me. They were laughing with
6: me. Okay, okay stop. That's the best.
3: That is the best. That's what
1: my mom always says. God, this, you know what? I think he would like Nanette. <laughs> because he's He's raising some interesting points that are explored in the comedy/slash performance piece known as Nanette. Can you be self-deprecating while still being controlled? What does it mean to
3: be laughed with versus laughed at? These are the questions she answers. I mean in uh, Nanette. I realize that we are having fun with this game, but I do want to point out the place of laughter in the two big stories from this week. Dr. Ford, it was this resounding memory of being the object of someone's joke, that she was a non-person to them. And Trump's inability to even face the fact that he is being laughed at and not respected. Like, this is a government... For bullies, as you were as yeah. you were saying. And for that reason, it doesn't have much place for women, doesn't have much place for people of color, mm. or uh people of our queer ilk.
1: Yeah, it really does. It is um, you know, I've said this before, but like Donald Trump is the baby boomer supernova. <laughs> but it did feel <laughs> like the hearing today was a kind of people say toxic masculinity, but I actually think they're being too nice. Uh because they're talking just about masculinity, but they know they need to couch it.
3: This was about masculinity. Mm -hmm. He's not a bad person. He was on the track team. He needed to get faster. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great time at Beach
1: Week. We'll get get to fucking Beach Week. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, stop. (laughs) When we come back, we needed that. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to play a game about local propositions.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way.
1: Hey, it's Love It, and I'm on my way to your city. And by on my way, I mean I'm still in the shower, but still, about to head out. Love It or Leave It Live on Tour is heading all over the country. We'll be in Charlotte, Asheville, Boston, Madison, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And if we're not coming to your city this time, I'm sorry, the country is too big. Take it up with the pioneers. To learn more and get tickets, head to crooked.com slash events. I continue to believe that The Florida Project was yes. one of the yeah, best three that, movies yeah. of yeah. the yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It should have been a contender for Best Picture. It belonged with Moonlight at the top of the heap. And that is all I will say. It was a 20th century woman queen that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. You know what? For no reason whatsoever, I'm going to leave in The Florida Project plug again because I want people to remember that that movie got fucking robbed. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Great ending. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a progressive in 2018, you spent the last two years being yelled at about paying attention to local elections. And you should be yelled at because we as liberals don't turn out for local elections. But it's partly not your fault because a lot of the time, local elections are confusing. Case in point, ballot propositions. Not only are they written in strange legalese, there are often television and billboard ads designed to trick you. You really have to do your research with this stuff. And to illustrate why, we're going to highlight some of the most deceptive ballot ads of the last few years in a game we're calling Props to You, Orwellian Political Advertisements. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll show you a campaign ad for a proposition. You have to tell us what the prop does. Would somebody out there like to play the game? Uh, one of our many Crooked interns is in the house. Michael, would you like to play the game? All right, Michael. Here's how it's going to work. We're going to play a proposition advertisement for you. Then we're going to read you clues as to what it was really about. Uh, Question number one, what does this proposition actually do?
0: This November, there may be some tough choices on your ballot, but here's an easy one. Amendment 1. Amendment 1 guarantees your right to generate your own solar electricity, and placing that right in Florida's Constitution keeps politicians and special interests from tampering with it. Amendment 1 guarantees your access to solar energy. It promotes innovation, protects consumers, and empowers you. That
1: sounds great. I'd love to vote yes. What does it
3: mean? Is it A?
4: Amendment 1 would require NFL players to stand in deference to Rob, God of the Sun.
3: (laughs) Is it B? It allows the state of Florida to access your electrical grid and turn off your AC on the grossest, hottest days. What can I say? Rick Scott loves pranks. (laughs) Or is it C? C? It would prevent solar panel owners from selling their excess solar power
2: to their energy company. In other words, it would put an end to major incentive for people to buy or lease solar panels, which is
3: why it was supported by Florida's electric utilities. What do you think, Michael? I think I'm going to go with C. You got it! (laughs) No, no, I disagree. That was clearly an ad for a sandals resort. (laughs) (laughs) Question number two. Good
4: schools are important to my students and California. That's why voters passed a law to ensure that schools get 43% of any new tax revenue. I was astounded to learn that Prop 56 was written intentionally to undermine that guarantee. Prop 56 raises $1.4 billion a year in new taxes and gives most of that money to wealthy special interests like insurance companies.
1: But not one penny goes to improve our kids' schools. That's just bad math. What did it do? Is it A?
4: This proposition would put a new tax on cigarettes, and this no on 56 ad was bankrolled by the tobacco industry. But who cares, because no one smokes anymore. We all just Jewel. Love it or leave it. Brought to you it's by It's not
3: jewel. brought to you by Jewel. <laughs> is it B? Prop 56 would require all political ads to undergo basic copy editing. It'd protect future generations from ads that start with sentences like, Good schools are important to my students and California. <laughs> or is it C. It replaces the deeply unpopular common
2: core math with something called bad math. <laughs> Students would be taught that 2 plus 2 equals who gives a shit my parents are getting divorced. <laughs> and that Pythagoras is a famous virgin who died thousands of years ago because he
1: sucks. <laughs> what do you think, Michael? A. You got it. Yeah,
5: wow.
1: Question three. <laughs> what does this proposition do?
0: We all want to control health care costs. And this year, we have a clear choice. We can keep the new
1: independent commission established last year to negotiate rates and benefits for consumers and reject plans that are too expensive. Or we have Prop 45 that'll give one politician the power to override the commission and at the same time take millions in campaign contributions from special interests. The choice is clear. Keep the independent commission and vote no on 45. What do you think? Is it A? Prop 45
4: would limit health care spending by introducing a single-payer system. The single-payer will be Angela Schultz, a dental hygienist from Redding, California. Let's hear it for Angela, everybody.
3: <laughs> or is it B? Prop 45 would have given the state's insurance commissioner the power to reject health insurance rates that are too expensive, but it was defeated because of ads like this. Or is it C?
2: Prop 45 would require Dr. Amy Wynn Howell, who appears in the ad, to stop walking around with a stethoscope draped over her shoulders like she's wearing a doctor costume for Halloween. You're an administrator, Amy. Spreadsheets don't have
1: lungs. Give it a rest. What do you think, Michael? B. It is. It's B. You got it. And you've won the game. Guys, everybody give it up for Michael, uh, a crooked intern who... His reward for playing is being a crooked intern. Thank you so much. (laughs) Those
2: ads were deeply ASMR to me.
1: I didn't think political ads could be so soothing. It's like this. It's like this. Pretend we're not from a corporation. (laughs) Right. That's the game. Uh, Just a reminder that we only have a few weeks for the November election. Start researching your local prompts and other down-ballot races now. Republicans have screwed us over by relying on our hatred of research, <laughs> 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 and we can't let them keep doing it, even if they're right, and we are very lazy, which we will neither confirm nor deny. At votesaveamerica.com, you'll soon be able to see your whole ballot and get information about the candidates and the issues at stake. When we come back, we're going to play a game about the very 80s movies we were talking about Ooh. that don't hold up.
0: Oh. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up.
1: According to Christine Blasey Ford, there was one witness to Brett Kavanaugh's sexual assault at her high school party in the 80s, Kavanaugh's Georgetown preparatory schoolmate, Mark Judge. People started digging around about this Mark Judge fellow, and it turns out he wrote a book entitled Wasted, Tales of a Gen X Drunk. The book features a character called Bart O. Kavanaugh, who puked in someone's car, passed out on his way back from a party. In 2016, Judge also longed for a different time when he wrote the following, quote, when my high school buddies and I got together and exchanged memories of that time, we found ourselves genuinely shocked at the stuff we got away with. Mark Judge longs for a time when there was no consequences and a side just kind of let men get away with terrible shit and you can see that when you look at what was considered acceptable and even funny for male characters in TV shows and movies even recently and so we'll play a game called doesn't hold up
5: <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Ooh!
1: let's hear the ding what a late ding <laughs> this is a lightning round game with somebody out there like to play Come on. you want to play Viva Viva Woo! Viva hi what's your name Viva <laughs> Viva, thank you so much for playing. Where are you from, Viva? New York. Nice.
5: <laughs> um, One of the more famous states. Uh,
1: now, um, you are a crooked intern. Yes, that is correct. As a result, you are a second-wave millennial.
5: Yep.
1: Are you familiar with movies made before
5: 1999? I have seen Animal House. That's about it. <laughs>
3: All right. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question to gauge uh, Viva's knowledge of, of Gen X movies? Sure. How many things... Um, does that one girl hate about Heath Ledger? Oh, 10. Okay. okay. It was 10?
5: It was 10, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Um,
3: Checks out. So <laughs> I'm going to
1: read a pop culture moment, and you have to tell us if it's real or fake. Okay? okay. Am I really describing a movie, or are we, have we come up with, to trick you, a fake one? Okay? All right, Viva, let's go. In the 1980s classic Revenge of the Nerds, a nerd puts on the same Darth Vader mask as a woman's boyfriend at a party, and then tricks her into having sex with him. The sex is so good, she then falls in love with him, and this assault is considered a happy ending. That's real. Correct. In Space Jam, there's a whole scene where they teach a girl bunny to dunk just so they can look up her skirt. That's real. Fake. (laughs) In the movie Porky's, the boys drill a hole in the girls' locker room to spy on them in the shower. Then one boy puts his tongue and penis through the hole. The female gym teacher who tries to catch them is considered a villain real? Yes. In the John Hughes classic Sixteen Candles, the male lead puts his very drunk girlfriend in a car with, quote, the geek. He then asks him to drive her home, then winks while saying, have fun. The geek then drives her to his friend's house, where they take pictures of him with her, and then the movie alludes to them sleeping together. Real? That's real. In the James Bond film, Dr. No, James Bond earns the nickname Dr. No by respecting women's wishes, instead of forcing (laughs) kisses on them for half a century. Real? No, that's fake. (laughs) That's fake, actually. James Bond movies are pretty fucking gross. Um, In the movie The Sandlot, Squint fakes drowning so he can get a kiss from a hot lifeguard. Mm, Fake. That's real. That happens in The Sandlot. In the sci-fi noir film Blade Runner, who wouldn't (laughs) noir? (laughs) (laughs) In what is supposed to be a romantic scene, Harrison Ford doesn't let his love interest leave the apartment. Instead, he pushes her against the window and kisses her, even though she obviously is very scared and crying. Real. Correct. In the movie Baby Geniuses, two babies kiss and make another baby
5: yeah that's fake
1: in the movie American Pie the main character set up a webcam to spy on a foreign exchange student who is changing after ballet class they accidentally send this link to the entire school and it's seen as a comedic scene real correct in the film Cloud Atlas Halle Berry plays an old Korean man in the distant future that's not relevant but it's important that people know this no that really happens in that movie she plays an old Korean man uh the movie Die Hard is called Die Hard because one character dies moments after getting an erection because his murderer was hot.
5: Nope. That's man. fake, yep.
1: And the movie Die Hard 2 is called Die Hard 2 because one character dies moments after getting two erections. God damn it, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> they snuck that one in. In the film You've Got Mail, you got it. Give her a ding for that, even though she didn't answer. In the film You've Got Mail, Tom Hanks stalks his online chat buddy without her knowledge until she falls in love with him. And it's not that bad, but it's not great. That's real. Correct in Wedding Crashers Vince Vaughn's character gets tied up and forced into sex by his girlfriend but it's funny because she's hot and he's Vince Vaughn later in the film he says she raped me and it's played for laughs real correct there's a liminal message in Disney's Fantasia telling girls to drop out of school because no one wants a clever wife
5: fake yeah that's fake <laughs>
1: Viva you've won the game Woo! guys everybody give it up for Viva when we come back the rant wheel
0: Woo! don't go anywhere this is love it or leave it and there's more on the way
1: Once again, thanks to Louis Vertel, Guy Branham, Akila Hughes for joining us on our second, very special in-studio edition of Love It or Leave It, which was very warmly received last week, I'd note. It's very MTV Unplugged, yes. I like it.
3: I'm going to start rumors that you're doing them in studio because John Lovett has died, Mm. and this is just Tommy Vitor in a costume. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why my arms look so good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it in.
1: It'll make him feel weird if he hears it. Now for the rant wheel. Here's how it works. We spin a wheel. We rant on whatever topic it lands upon. This week on the wheel, we have senators at hearings. We have high school yearbooks. We have Fox News editing a clip of Trump to remove the laugh. We have whatever beach week is. Facebook selling people's phone numbers uh, that they gave to Facebook for two-factor authentication. Twitter polls, Lindsey Graham and Glenn Close. Now, this is a unique moment. It is a real... Physical wheel in the studio. Real Merv Griffin style wheel of fortune. Here we go.
5: Cool. It
2: sounds so good.
1: It has landed on Facebook selling people's numbers. I don't know if you saw this, but it came out that Facebook has been encouraging, rightly, people to use two factor authentication. If you're listening and you're not sure what that is, Get your fucking shit together. (laughs) Two-factor authentication means you not only need a password, but you also need a phone or a device to give you a code so that if someone gets your password, they still can't get into your account because they need the physical phone that you have to either get a text message or use an authenticator app. Some people also have authenticator keys that they can plug into their computer. It doesn't matter. The point is, one of the ways you can do two-factor is to use your phone number. What we have learned is that even though you may have chosen to not give Facebook your phone number for your page, for the actual use of Facebook generally, if you just used your phone number only for two-factor authentication, they were still using it to target you with fucking advertisements, which is completely unacceptable. And once again, Facebook is going to have to be put into a
3: position to apologize because there's something fucking rotten at the heart of the way they do business. Um, This is just a reminder to people at home a lot of people don't know this. Did you guys know that our government can regulate businesses? (laughs) We haven't done it for a while. We've been focused on other things. And we've taken this sort of capitalist idea that, oh, you can walk away and go to Ello. Um, (laughs) But I, I really think that as Amazon becomes like our source for both organic apples and prestige television and like our capacity as consumers to negotiate with them is limited. We need to remind our representatives that they could maybe put a limit on things like this. Yes. I just
2: want to say that I miss when Facebook was about seeing if the hot guy in your ethics
1: class was also into Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> we all miss that, Lewis. But it's, yeah, it's almost like chain-smoking apologies. Like, does Mark Zuckerberg ever end an apology tour or does the new apology <laughs> storage do they just connect does he does he ever actually get home yeah. <laughs> or, or does he just like you know what actually reroute me through cleveland i'll keep this fucking tour going big
3: money big money it has landed on Glen Close, I've which' was never
2: been happier suggested by one
1: Louis Vertel.
2: I'm almost sorry to infiltrate the show with this, but here's one way to say.
1: I'm so nervous, okay.
2: no, it's 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 it, I'm applauding Glenn Close. Oh. But I just want to say, we're about to embark on an Oscar season in which Glenn Close will again be up for a losing Oscar campaign. Yeah. And I want to say that on the one hand, I am happy because it connects me to my gay grandparents, who also had to do this in the 80s. In 1982, lost to Jessica Lange, lost to Linda Hunt, lost to Peggy Ashcroft. Then she lost to, in 1987, who, Guy Branum? Uh, uh, Cher. That's exactly Ooh. right. And she's about to lose to another singer
1: you think Gaga's Lady gonna on, Gaga it, we haven't even seen the movies yet yeah.
2: I, I saw the, excuse me, I saw the wave, so don't tell me I didn't it's see that. the wave. You, haven't,
1: you haven't seen A Star is Born yet?
2: No, but like everybody agrees it's like the number one thing people are rooting for her, she's
3: gonna get nominated for song and for actress. Also, let's talk about the fact that it was 1988 for Dangerous Liaisons so she, she was truly truly robbed. Yes, um, lost to Jodie Foster in a movie that doesn't hold up, speaking of doesn't hold up but she she's coming to the point where she only needs like three more to become the most nominated loser of all time yes and i just want her to have something to walk away with right mm-hmm. no we can't give her like golden gloves the way we give them to like meryl streep the way we g-
2: you know she, meryl streep collects golden gloves the way people collect like itunes updates you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> am i gay do you feel like <laughs> am i still gay i think so i don't know let's spin it again <laughs> It has landed on Twitter polls, which was suggested by Akilah.
4: Oh, hi. Wow. Okay, so there was a Twitter poll today during the hearings from the New York Times that was just like, you guys think this lady's credible? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> and and then like, not sure. Like a third option. And um, then they took it down, but they still posted the poll like, just in case you were still deciding. Um, and, you know, my feeling is this. It's not Yanni and Laurel, right? Okay, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what people think if they think she's credible. That's the point of the hearings. Twitter is a cesspool, and I don't need to hear that. You know, just because you have the technology doesn't mean you should use it, right? Yeah, so... that's,
1: I mean, did you not see Jurassic Park? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> never stopped to, th- the, the Times the times knew that they could, they never stopped to think that they
4: should. Yeah, exactly. And women will inherit the earth, so.
1: Is
2: Christine Ford weird? Take the poll.
1: <laughs> Do you like
4: her eyeliner? Yes or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it this, or can you not even? <laughs> Let's spin it again. Yes or No. Nah. The, the real wheel is just fantastic. <laughs> it has landed on high school yearbooks. I just want to take a moment to say high school yearbooks are pretty tough for the kids that didn't get invited to beach week. <laughs> <laughs> didn't weren't part of any kind of kegger clubs or weekend trips. It's tough out there walking around the yearbook when you didn't even win most likely to succeed because <laughs> they gave it to a kid that was already rich.
3: <laughs> Here's my feeling on your books. Um, teenagers should never be quoted. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Look, as an overachieving grade grubber, I really <laughs> resent Brett Kavanaugh wanting to both be like, oh, I was working so hard to get into Yale," but also be like, yeah, brah, have you boofed yet? Like, it's the privilege of like heterosexual white masculinity of thinking you get to be a dickbag like that while also being a good boy at the same time. Fuck mm. him. Like today, he was half acidly under oath pretending that he was not responsible for all of that bullshit. And I want Renata Dolphin to tear him apart limb from limb. Mm-hmm. Fuck that dude. Like, <laughs> it, if he said Renata Alumnius and he was a virgin, that's worse. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, dude. Like, I- I'm just, it's so pathetic that we have had to walk through the ways in which he tried to impress Mark Judge. <laughs> <laughs> And have a great summer. I hope we stay friends.
1: Lilith. Uh, <laughs> it has landed on Beach Week.
5: <laughs>
1: what the fuck is Beach Week? I'm, I'm just going to say it. Beaches exist all year long. That's yeah. my feeling about them.
5: True.
3: Beach Week. I ain't going to Beach Week. Yeah, no. I ain't even going to Beach Day. <laughs> who are teenagers who are able to rent homes for themselves? Yes. What a world, what a life. What a life these kids had. I, like, his attempt to, like, construct this summer where he was busy being responsible and going to very taxing football camps yeah. is ridiculous. Like, his, oh, I well, this only could have happened on the weekend. Like, th- that was a weird premise he kept laying in there. And I just want to be like, you're a goddamn judge. <laughs> like, if you were presented with this information, would you just be like, oh, well, he said he never drank during the weekdays, yeah. mostly. I'll <laughs> oh, believe it. <laughs> Fuck no. Also, it's like,
1: I couldn't drink because I had my job. You're not a CEO. You worked at a... You're a kid! What are you fucking talking about? It's Thursday night!
4: You can be drunk at the mall on your job, okay?
1: What the fuck? Beach week. Beach week. Spoil fucking... Spin it again. The sound is so crisp. Uh. It has landed on Lindsey Graham.
3: (laughs) Speaking of best actress... Yes, right. The like the performance he gave after they snatched Rachel Mitchell away uh was ridiculous. Like I feel like Brett Kavanaugh's nearly foaming at the mouth with belligerence and crying at the same time infected him. Like they think the lesson of the, the Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill hearings is men need to show more emotion, and like the the fact that he was blustering about the the damage that was done to this person who has been accused of sexual assault by several people was. Fucking ridiculous. Though, I do think like he could end up being nominated for a Golden Globe. No, yes, no. The drama was very sincere. It was like a sustained high-pitched scream,
2: from what I remember. And he basically vogued out of the room. I mean, it was, the drama was intense. And I'm going to say, I don't want to give him a real Golden Globe. He's like Gotham nominated.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a bit much. Like, I don't even know who gave him the Chardonnay to throw in Amy Globuchar's right. face. <laughs> Let's end on a high note. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, Everyone likes to say it, but this year it's actually true. The 2018 midterm election is the most important congressional election of our lifetimes. We have a real shot to flip the House back to Democrats. If we do that, we can stop any legislation Trump wants to push through Congress, and we can restore some of those, uh, what do you call them, Uh, checks and balances. (laughs) Uh, Values? Yeah, right. By having uh, investigations and those things they used to have— before the only hearings they had were about attacking the credibility of sexual assault victims, called hearings. Uh, If Democrats win this year, we'll also have a chance of unfucking the district lines uh, because we're heading into a census. And we could, and it's a long shot, we could take back the majority in the Senate, which means we could uh, take uh, Mitch McConnell's power. If we do that, obviously Ruth Bader Ginsburg could unclench uh Pennsylvania <laughs> Pennsylvania currently has zero women in Congress come November there could be as many as seven and we are also seeing more women young people and more people of color run than ever before we have Stacey Abrams in Georgia Andrew Gillum in Florida Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in New York and Beto O'Rourke who is none of those things but is still very cool and does skateboarding uh so call this... it
3: Jordan in Idaho I know it's a long shot but having a Native American woman run a fucking state would make me happy yeah. yes Sorry. no time. and I'm glad you added it
1: uh, <laughs> So this week, we're asking everyone to send three friends to votesaveamerica.com to make sure they're registered to vote. Lewis. Huh? Guy. Uh Uh-huh. Akilah. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be my three friends who make sure you're registered to vote? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay.
2: I've done it twice this
4: week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for doing that. And, uh, you know, I think it was a really hard day for Crooked Media. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, it was just a quiet office and a lot of people struggling with something, which I think is whether people have dealt with it in their own lives or just have friends that have dealt with it. It's a brutal fucking day and it is brutal to watch people justify their partisan behavior. I know that that there are sincere conservatives who believe that this process was a farce, who, because they view it as possible for Republicans to do it, they believe Democrats have launched some kind of smear campaign. I know there are people who look at this and say, we'll never know the truth. And how could you not give this person a chance to serve if we're doing it without knowing for sure? But I think a lot of that is self-justification. I think it's so hard to watch people justify doing the wrong thing because it's easier, because they're afraid of their base, because they're afraid of Donald Trump, because they lack the empathy and imagination to put themselves in the shoes of a victim instead of someone accused by a victim. But It's crass, but the only thing we can do, whether they get Kavanaugh through or not, is fucking show up. And I hope people do, because there was no reason this hearing had to happen today. There was no reason for them to put this woman through that. There was no fucking reason for any of it. There are plenty of other right-wing conservatives they could put on the fucking court. And the fact that they've been doing this to the country is a reminder of the shit they've been doing to this country for the past two fucking years. So everybody better turn up, and everybody better do everything they can, because— this doesn't have to be the way our politics looks every day. That's how I felt today, and I hope that's how you felt too. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks to Louis Bertel, Guy Branham, Akilah Hughes. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around at the office, even though it was your jobs and you had to. Have a great night.